Welcome to the Chapters of Grace podcast. My name is Sarah. And I'm Heather. And we're two friends collecting stories of God's grace and sharing our stories along the way. Welcome back to the Chapters of Grace podcast. We're so excited that you guys are back today for another episode. Heather and I have been super excited to have our special guest today. We love her very much, and um, she just has an incredible testimony. We're just so excited for you to hear about it. Yes. We love Regina. She is um, one of our good friends from church. She likes to snuggle on the babies in nursery, (laughs) and um, she is the best van driver for um, women's conferences, even though she'll probably tell you otherwise. Um, How long have we known you, Regina? How long have you been coming to Faith Renade? About four years. About four years. Wow, has it been that long? Yeah. Holy cow, that is crazy. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, but we just love her, and she's got such a wonderful um, testimony, wonderful story of healing, and she's so graciously um, um, come and shared with us today. So go ahead, Regina, take it away. Hey, guys. Okay, so (laughs) it's my first time ever doing something like this, so I'm out of my comfort zone slightly, Um, but that's where we grow. Yes. So a little bit about me. Um, just a Jersey girl in a South Carolina world. <laughs> Which I bet is very interesting. <laughs> <laughs> it's been 26 years, so I'm acclimated. Yeah. Um, I was raised Catholic. We came to South Carolina at the time, had a three-year-old son and a six-week-old son. Oh, wow. Knew no one. Um, it was rough. Um, we started, we found a Catholic church. We went there. It was awful. <laughs> they had a crying room where you would sit if you had children and you couldn't hear anything but people feeding their kids, the kids screaming. And I oh, said, there's no. got to be more than this. Yes. Oh, wow. So long story short, um, of course, we came here. We really had no money. Uh, I had two TV stations on my television. So every day when I would give my youngest son at the time a bottle and my three-year-old would take a nap, I would watch the 700 Club because mm-hmm. it was that and some other masterpiece theater or something (laughs) so one day um after I put him down for his nap and I was just watching the show I got on my knees in my living room and uh gave my heart to the Lord awesome and never looked back that's incredible yeah um like I said we were um pretty poor at the time and when we left New Jersey we had tried to get a house and we, we were unable to get the mortgage long story short my husband got a job here and we moved well at that time I started giving money to the 700 club, $35 a month. And we were doing our bills one time. My husband said, can we really afford that? And I said, no, but I feel like we have to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not six months later, we got a house in South Carolina because we were renting. Wow. The same mortgage company great. that declined us in New Jersey <laughs> gave us the mortgage here nice. in South Carolina. So yes, you give and it will be given back to you. Yes. Press down, shaking together, running over. I believe it all. And we yes. just recorded a trusting God with your finances <laughs> episode. Yes. So that's great. Yes. <laughs> So that's my background um, and been going full force ever since. We were very, um, we found a non-denominational church. We were very involved in for years and years. Um, my nephews and nieces moved down here, um, got him to go to church. He's now a pastor. Oh, wow. So the Lord just works, got us down here. My family came. Now he's serving the Lord and he's bringing Jesus to the lives of so many. Started out as a youth pastor. Now he's a lead pastor down in um, Chapin, South Carolina. And now we do have three boys. One was born here. So. <laughs> um, okay. So 2004, my youngest son was four. Um, my middle son was seven and my oldest son was 10. And we had just moved from the house that we originally got to a new house we were building. And um, something just wasn't right. 
Um, meanwhile, I had three C-sections and I did have a tubal ligation with my last. So, you know, I knew that I wasn't pregnant when my stomach started to blow up. I'm yeah. like, hmm, something's not right. So anyway, I go to my gynecologist and he said, you know, your estrogen's high and you have like a cyst on your ovary, but it's really kind of normal. I said, well, all right. So as I was leaving, he said, you know what? I can't let you leave. Let me send you to an endocrinologist. Let's just make sure everything's oh, okay. Wow. So right the there Lord. was yeah. the first t- the first step of God's, you know, using someone yeah. else. Yeah. So I go to this endocrinologist and he does all kinds of lab tests on me. And I wasn't a nurse at the time, so I didn't understand what a CA-125 lab test was that wasn't back yet. I didn't know what ascites meant in your stomach because I woke up one day and it was like I was six months pregnant. Wow. Out of nowhere. And I was not big at the time. You know, yeah. I was a normal size girl. So um, long story short, he brings me in. Uh, he says, okay, you have that cyst on your ovary. We have to remove your ovary. And I said, okay. So let's just wait for the lab work to come back and I'll bring you back in here. I said, okay. So um, he called me on a Monday. Uh, the lab work was in. He wanted me to come to the office. And I'm sitting there in this tiny little office with this man. Mm-hmm. And he says, you have ovarian cancer. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. So I just turned, looked over my shoulder like, who's he talking to? Because <laughs> it ain't it me. It ain't me. <laughs> um, and I said, no. He said, ma'am, you have ovarian cancer. Your CA-125 is through the roof, which is a test that they use to, you know, this is ascites. This is what this means, blah, blah, blah. I said, no. He said, do you understand what I'm saying? I said, I hear you, but I refuse to receive that into my body. I will not receive it. Mm-hmm. So right then and there, guys. You know what? People, you don't let people confess things over you that you will not believe in. Right. So right then I was not going to let that touch me. Yeah. So, okay, that was a Monday. He said, okay, well, tomorrow I'm going to set you up with a, a gynecology oncologist for a second opinion and go from there. So I got in the car and I, I couldn't pray. I, I couldn't, I didn't know what to do. And all I could say was no in Jesus name. Yeah. No in Jesus name because that name is power. It is. I had no words. I didn't need words. Mm-hmm. I just said no in Jesus name. Um I was shaken, of course. Don't I'm I don't want to belittle that. I was shaken. I was crying. I was like, but I just kept saying no. Yeah. Next day my husband and I go to the gynecologist oncologist and he confirmed everything that the other doctor had said. He said um it's pretty bad. He said we need you to we don't want to wait on this. Tomorrow I want to do your pre-op Thursday. I want to get the surgery. We don't want to wait. We feel that it's spread. Um, they made me sign paperwork that they may have to take part of my colon out. I would wake up with a bag, yada, wow. yada, yada. Wow. And I said, if you, you know, he said, I'm going to have to cut your stomach uh, vertically, even though my other incisions were horizontal. And I was joking with him. I said, okay, can I get a tummy tuck while you're doing this? <laughs> I mean, I'm going to get my stomach cut open. And uh, he, he laughed. He said, you're going to be sick for a really long time. He said, and um, I'll tell you what, in six months, if you feel better, I'll give you that tummy tuck. So my husband was just devastated at this point. Yeah. I mean, um, I, I was more sad for him than myself, I think, just to watch him, you know, go through those emotions of thinking he's going to lose his wife. Yeah. Meanwhile, we had been together since we we're 16 years old. And yeah. we've we been together a long time. Um, and I just couldn't imagine my boys not having a mother. That was yeah. not acceptable to me. Yeah. They need me, and mm-hmm. I was not leaving them. Yeah. So as a doctor was walking out, and I looked at my husband, I just said, babe, he just doesn't know our God. Yeah. And his nurse turned around, she heard me, and she goes, oh, yes, he does. Yes. <laughs> okay, so the next day I go for my pre-op and whatever I had to do. That was on Wednesday, and then Thursday morning was my surgery. As we're walking into the hospital, um, a friend called us, or called my husband on the phone. 
my mom was taking my older two children to school and she had a car accident and the car flipped three times. Oh my goodness. Not a piece of glass left in it, not a book bag, not a pencil. Everything was thrown from the car except for my children and my mom, not a scratch on them. Wow. If you don't believe the enemy's real people, he is. And that day he was trying to take out me and my entire family. But guess what? My God's bigger. Yeah, he is. And he (laughs) is incredible. He loves us all just so much. Yeah. Yeah. Every morning, um, I share with my church the story too, but every morning on the way to school, we would pray in the car, me and the kids, uh, Psalm 91. And just a short version, you know, that God put his big angels encamped around us, protecting us, bearing us up in their hands that we don't dash our foot against the stone that the thousand fall at our side, 10,000 at our right hand, but that we remain standing. And I believe the fact that we pray that every single day protected my children. Right. Weeks later, um, the principal of the school, when I was went back to the school with the kids, and uh, he said he had gone to the crash site. And my oldest son that was sitting in the front, he said he doesn't know how he made it because the roof literally was a V in on top of him. Well, the thing about it is my 10-year-old at the time said, Mom, I felt hands on my shoulder holding me down through the whole thing. So I do believe in angels, guys. <laughs> I believe in angels. Absolutely. So back, so that, that was that part of it. So we're walking into the hospital, and um, now I have to get my vitals taken and all that. And my husband says to the nurse, listen, if her blood pressure's up, we just found out our kids are in an accident. They're fine. Everything's okay. My blood pressure was perfect. Everything was, all my vital signs, my heart rate, everything. I was not I was not upset. Yeah. I just had such a peace with me. And um, so they bring me in the room and, you know, put the IV in my arm. And I said, will I see the doctor before surgery? She said, no, he'll, he'll see up in the operating room. I said, okay. Two minutes later, the doctor comes in the room. <laughs> like, he doesn't do that. Well, that morning, my husband had written a scripture on my arm, and I wish I could remember it, but I can't. Anyway, um, the doctor saw that, and he said, I see you have a scripture on your arm. Can I pray for you? And I said, absolutely. So he put his hands on me and prayed. And as he was walking out, I grabbed him and I said, no, let me pray for you. His eyes got real big, you know. And I just prayed the Lord, you know, guide his hands and give him the wisdom and knowledge he needed to whatever. So long story short, we, uh, they get me in the operating room. They're taking things out. Um, I did have to have the complete hysterectomy. But as they were taking things out, they were testing them and everything was negative, negative, negative. So they just did the hysterectomy. It didn't affect my bowel or anything like that. And went and told my husband they couldn't find any cancer. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> no cancer. Like, And he was shocked. And, and then came in my room. The doctor uh, sat on my bed and just said, I, I have no way to explain this, but it was a higher power because yeah. there was cancer. We all saw it. Mm-hmm. Your blood work showed it. Mm-hmm. And it's not there. Yeah. yeah. And um, I said, well, you know, I just knew I was healed. And he said, I believe you're healed too. Wow. Well, he left and that endocrinologist comes back into the room. The guy that I first met that told me I had cancer and I refused to accept it. And uh, he said, you know, they have to send those slides out for further testing and they're going to find cancer. Oh. I literally sat up in my bed. I don't know how I did it because I was in pain and said, get out of my room. I started hitting the button for the nurse. Nurse. I was calling her. He's staring at me like I'm some crazy lunatic screaming, get out, get out. And she comes in. The doctor had come in because he was still at the nurse's station. What's wrong? I said, I don't want him near me. Mm -hmm. I don't want him near my care. I don't want him in my chart. Yeah. Get behind me, Satan, because yeah. this ain't happening. Absolutely. And yeah. once he left and I explained to the other doctor what happened, he said, you'll never see him again. And I never did. Awesome. Um, and God has removed his name from my memory so that I didn't back out. <laughs> <laughs> but 
yeah. So after that, um, you know, of course, I went back for a checkup. I never have to go back again. I'm not like getting tested monthly. I mean, nothing. Um, years later, I become a nurse, an oncology nurse, because that was where I felt my calling was. Yeah. And I ran into that doctor because I worked with him on the same floor. And I said, do you remember me? And he's looking at me. He says, no. I said, you said you thought I had ovarian cancer. We had surgery. He goes, oh, my goodness. And you were healed. I said, yep. He goes, I do remember you. I said, well, I never got that tummy tuck. <laughs> and he just laughed and hugged me. And um, so it was it was a, a good experience in a way um, that I can share with other people and let yeah. them know that, you know, you don't. We believe the report of the Lord who mm-hmm. says we're healed and we're whole, nothing missing, nothing broken. I don't care what doctor, what a doctor says. I mean, mm-hmm. yes, God has given them knowledge and wisdom too and thankful for medicine that yeah. heals people because sometimes your healing does come from medicine. Absolutely. I get it. Mm-hmm. I'm not against medicine at all. I'm a nurse. I give it a lot. <laughs> um, but it's where your faith is. Yes. And, you can, and you have to find where your faith is at. So everybody has a faith level. Mm-hmm. And even if it's not, okay, I believe I'm fully healed, there's no cancer in my body. If your faith is, I'm going to have this operation, I'm going to be healed. Or I'm going to take this medication, I'm going to be healed. But you have to have a level of faith and belief. My faith was through the roof. I was not taking anything but no for an answer. Yeah. Um, like I said, those boys are my world. And I wasn't leaving them. And my husband as well. But yeah. when you're a mother... yeah. I mean, my kids are grown. I have a 27-year-old, a 25-year-old, and a 21-year-old. 22. We just turned 22. He's graduating from college Aww. in May. Yay! Yeah, I'm very proud of him. He's my baby. Um, <laughs> but I still, they're still my babies. I don't yeah. care how old they are. And they still need me. Yeah. I mean, to this day. Yeah. Um, I My son who's married calls me for advice still. Yeah. And I'll say, mm, Talk to your wife and then call me back because yes. she's your go-to now. But we'll get to that in another session. Absolutely. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so anyway, working with that doctor over the years, um, he would call me into rooms with him when he had other patients that just weren't doing well. And yeah. it was a last-ditch effort kind of things. And he would call me in and say, come with me because I know they're going to need prayer. Yeah. And I would pray with them and he would pray with them. And it was a, it's been a wonderful mission field for me. Yeah, yeah. Just to be in that hospital. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't always share that testimony with patients because, especially when I know if it is this, sometimes their healing's in heaven too, you know? Exactly. Yeah. And, um, but to see a, to see a patient grab him, that doctor and say, please, please just give me one more chance. Yeah. And he says, there's nothing more I can do. This is all in the Lord's hands now. Yeah. Um, it's just great to have doctors that believe. Mm -hmm. And, um, I'm just so thankful that it worked out that way. I'm thankful that God moved me to South Carolina. That I (laughs) that I went to a Bible believing church that I understood finally where I belong, Mm -hmm. who I am, who I belong to. Mm -hmm. And I am a child of the most high God. And it's not touching me or my family. And um like I said, you know, at the prayer I'm on the prayer team at church and we were talking about it and I said, you know, it's well and good on Sunday when we're all down there praying for someone. But what happens on Wednesday Yeah. when that high is gone because yeah. you don't have that around you? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just thankful I go to a church where I know God puts me in people's minds and they pray for me and they don't know why. Or yeah. I'll wake up at 4 o'clock in the morning for mm-hmm. a special someone and I didn't know that that next day they had a big event happening. And, yeah. and I just, you know, God must really love them when they wake me up at 4 o'clock <laughs> in the morning to pray for them. <laughs> Amy. Um, but... <laughs> I'm just, I'm just thrilled to be here. I'm just thankful I know you ladies. Um, yes. 
I just love our church. Mm-hmm. Our church family is, and it is a family. Yes. I felt that day one walking in there, my husband, myself, my son and his wife, and we walked in and we knew we were home. And yeah. it's just an incredible place with incredible yeah. people. And um, you're welcome to come anytime. Yeah. Faith I knew. Well, we love you too. You <laughs> yeah. say on a regular basis that you're one of our favorite oh, well, people you. on the yeah. planet. You yeah. just have such a such a kindness and you just have this motherly spirit that just like gives you a hug when you need it. I mean, you give the best hugs, but I don't know. <laughs> just your presence is just, there's such a sweet kindness to you and we yeah. just love you. Absolutely. Oh, I love yeah. you guys too. And you, um, you love all my babies. Which <laughs> oh my goodness. Yes. <laughs> that's the, yes. um, the part that, you know, touches my heart. So. Yeah. I think yeah. too, like you said, you know, your boys and your husband needed you. We needed you too. Yes, like we, we needed did. you in our lives and people you know, have faith renewed need for you. sure. For sure. I needed you on that women's trip. <laughs> she kept us all in line and made sure I knew what I was doing. And yeah, so we definitely needed you for sure. And oh, we thank, thank you, you for sharing this testimony. Yeah, appreciate you really asking good. me. Yeah, of course. We love you. Like, we literally, when we started this, we were like, we have to have Regina. Yeah, Regina was top of the list. Yeah, and, you know, you have such a great relationship with you, your daughter-in-law you just mentioned. So I think we're going to have you guys come back on and yeah. and talk, you know, probably soon. Cause I had the I, jackpot. Yeah, I did. <laughs> I you think know, and you jackpot. guys have young children. Let me tell you, since they've been little, I've been praying for the right woman to yeah. come into their life. God, please place the right person in front of them. Yeah. yeah. And I'm um, still praying for the I'm other start two. anointing my children now. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. And um, back to my daughter-in-law, boy. Um, we do. We have, a, we have a wonderful relationship. We're honest with one another. And uh, we pray together. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's, and that's important. Yeah. And as much as she called me for advice, I was driving to work the other morning. I called her at a quarter to eight because something was going on. I said, listen, I got to talk to somebody. <laughs> and we were able to talk and pray and, yeah. you know, and when we get mad, we get mad and we get over it, yeah. you know? Um, so I'm just really, really blessed. Yeah. Um, so we did have a, a couple of questions um, to kind of just go along. What advice would you have for someone if they're maybe going through this same kind of situation or, you know, something similar with their healing what advice do you have for them? Definitely get with another believer. Yeah. It's hard it, it's hard to keep yourself motivated through a journey like that. Um, just get someone that you know you can count on that's going to pray with you. But my advice is don't tell everybody your situation. That's good. That's good. It's very there's a very specific way to pray over certain things and I believe in the power of words mm-hmm. because your words go out there and not only does God hear them, but so does Satan. He, and so you don't want people praying, well, if not, no, you, you stand strong and you, yeah. you, you have to know who you're asking to pray for you. Yeah. And, um, but don't be alone. Don't keep it in because that's the, that's where Satan wants you is on an island by yourself mm-hmm. and that's where he can come in and get you. Yeah. So you surround yourself with praying people. That's good. That's good. I um I saw this this scripture I was um just kind of looking through just to see um which we we want to find out if there was any specific scriptures or songs that, you know, kind of carried you through that time. But I had found Acts chapter 4 and the title of it is uh prayer for boldness. And I feel like that's kind of the faith that you had to have was that boldness in saying no, like no in Jesus name, but um Acts chapter four, verse 30 says, by stretching out your hand to heal that signs and wonders may be done through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. 
Um, but we were just curious if there was any scriptures or worship songs or anything that just really carried you through during that time or I don't remember to tell you the truth. It was a long time ago. Yeah. Um, I'm sure there were many. Yeah. And if I would have thought I could have brought my journal from back then, I didn't yeah. even think that I have That's a journal okay. from yeah. then. Um, but um I think that the boldness yeah. is a good thing. Yeah. When I finally got was saved and we went to a church, um, it took a long uh, several months actually where I felt like I was deserving of his love because of the religion I was raised in. And it was just one time during praise and worship that I finally got it. Like I finally felt the Holy Spirit saying, that's, that's the devil. He doesn't yeah. want you. Once you get a hold of our love, there's no turning back. And yeah. guess what? There's not. Yeah. Cause once I got that and I understood that, mm-hmm. I mean, I believe miracles. I can, I believe I could pray them with mountains, but there's nothing I don't believe for. I really, yeah. is there days I get down? Oh yeah. Yeah. But, I know that's me and my flesh is weak, mm-hmm. but my spirit isn't. Yeah. Yeah. And um, if I could just, you know, hold on to that, I'm going to be okay in any yeah. situation. Absolutely. Well, Regina, we just want to say thank you for um, coming and sharing your incredible testimony of healing. And um, I just know that it's going to be powerful for anybody that hears it and just give hope and encouragement to someone who may be so. on that journey. Yeah. Um, and we just want to end with, with this scripture, this is out of Luke chapter nine. This is the um, new King James version. And it says uh, chapter nine, verse one, then he called his 12 disciples together and gave them the power and authority over all demons and to cure diseases. Uh, Verse two, he sent them to preach the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. And so I just really think your story really resonates that verse and just shows that, that we have authority over, you know, diseases and we have authority over, over demons and we just have to say no in Jesus name. Yeah, that's right. When, uh, if that's right. If anybody yes. takes anything from this, it's no in Jesus name. Yes. yes. That we have that authority. Yeah. And, um, you know, like you said, doctors are here to help, but they don't have the final say. Nope. Our God does. That's so. right. Thank you so much for listening. We are on social media, on Instagram and Facebook. Um, we would just love if you would like our page, um, give us a follow, reach out that way. We'd love to connect with you. Um, and we just thank you again, Regina, and we will be back, um, for our next episode to, um, speak a little more about healing. Thank you for listening and may his grace see you through till the next time. Thanks for listening guys. Thank you for listening to the chapters of grace podcast. If you've enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to our podcast, leave us a review and a five-star rating. Also follow us on social media at Chapters of Grace Podcast.